Yesterday, we talked about preseason college All-Americans that the Guardians could target in the 2024 draft. Today, we'll talk about the high school guys. While nobody in the high school range might be in the number one pick range, we'll talk about where those guys should fit on the Guardians board. And it's everybody's favorite projection season. Will the Guardians be able to outperform their playoff odds and standings projections? Guardians promo schedule is out. Who is going into the Guardians Hall of Fame later this year? And I can assure you, Jeff, it will be not be someone with the number of six, which used to have a proud tradition in Cleveland history, no longer does. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime map, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, yeah, the, the number six. Yeah, what, Alex Escobar doesn't do it for you? It's not uh, not not uh, Lou Marson, Zach Walters, Brandon. Hey, Brandon Geyer had an 80-grade tool. We talked about uh, this organization lacking high-end tools. He was 80-grade at hit-by-pitches. Holbert Cabrera, yeah, was in there. He had a uh, a nice moment in guard in Cleveland history yeah, and solid bench. Vip Roberts, right? <laughs> Vip, there was a good a good Cabrera story, and then Vip Roberts also has a uh, a key moment in Cleveland history, as does a player who made his major league debut in the number six. We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah, we, uh, we got some fun names in there. Not not as fun as Stuffy Sternweiss, who's coming up. Yeah, we don't, don't have a lot of stuffies anymore. We need some more stuffies. I mean, not stuffy. I'm there. sorry, snuffy. 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 That's even. It's even better. Stuff, snuffy, I mean, there are sturm There have been some big names it. who have worn number six, but since then, it has been it has been pretty ugly. Um, what's not ugly is the preseason All Americans. As again, we talked yesterday about the college guys. These are all on Baseball America. They are picked by pre by MLB scouting directors. So um, this is a pretty good judge of guys that are going to be top of their class. Jeff has not seen the list. He guessed yesterday. We'll see if he can guess a couple today. It's a little bit different. And I feel good I don't about catcher. If... So watch me get okay. this wrong. Go just go ahead and throw it out there then. Uh, Cade Arambi. Yeah, Aaron Bide. Okay. He is number one. Aaron yeah, catcher. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any of these guys are necessarily in play number one, but we can discuss that. Second or we can round, discuss... I think. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about where they fit in the Guardians board. You know, so Arambi's got some uh, power. He's you know some some good base tools. I thought he could even be a potential first rounder. People are not as quite as high, but he's, uh, you know, if you want some power, talented. Yeah. yeah, who there is one underclassman that made the uh, first team. I'm sure you can guess who the underclassman is. Underclassman made the first. I I can't. Really? Yeah. It's a famous name. You should know the last name. He's already the top prospect in baseball, but he's related to the top prospect in baseball. Oh, it's the next um, holiday. It's Ethan Holiday. He's the only underclassman to make the first team preseason All American. He's sometimes I always want like not to knock on him, but it's like a the guys who get annoyed early. It's a really bad track it's record. A, it is. It it's, is. It's like that's a kiss of death. And B, it's like we talked about with like you know, man, the Naylor family is going to hate me, but like Miles Naylor being over. Like not to say that Ethan isn't a good prospect. He might very well be, but like. Just because of his last name, he's going to get more eyes than anyone. Really else. hype is dangerous. Yeah. Um, why don't you throw out a couple names that you're sure are on this list and we can talk about 
Oh, where okay. well, they're guessing by position, throw out a couple names you think for sure on the list. More Lando, who's the top prep player to me. I mean, I think he is very cleanly the top prep hitter in this class. I don't think it's close. Um, he is the closest. Listen, when back when you, I say that way too much. Listen, uh, but back in was it 2019? You know, everyone loved Austin Hendricks. Everyone loved Zach Veen. Everyone loved Robert like Hassel. My number one prep outfielder heading into that um, the uh, fall was Dylan Cruz. It oh, was not man. any of those guys. I was higher on him than I was on that group. And why? Because it's the same things I'm seeing in Morlando, uh, using the whole fields, strong eye in the zone, thing. able to pull the ball, but also, you know, smart enough, you know, can go opposite field, but, you know, just a complete hitter. Um now, again, he's also going to be old for the class. He's he's not going to stick around for Cleveland. So I don't know why I'm giving uh, a big, long story for him. But, you know, I think he's interesting. Um, uh, Connor, I also like for Orlando, too, is is the Team USA success, too. That's always yeah. something that teams value. I mean, we, if you're not a high school player that plays in the Cape, obviously. So Team USA is one of those circuits that if you prove yourself well on that, can be kind of similar for prep players and Orlando has a lot of success there. He doesn't strike out. So there are, there are guardians type traits there for yeah. Orlando, but I, I just don't know if he can do enough. And because you would, I mean, he's listed as a corner infielder on the first team mm-hmm. ballot, but I think he's an outfielder for sure. And I just yeah. don't think he's going to be able to do enough to, and it's a good guardians from taking one of the, yeah, it's, you gotta, you gotta go with the strength here. So I don't, yeah. again, I don't know if anybody on this list necessarily is going to push their way into one, one, there could be, but, Again, the odds are low right now. Some of these guys could find their way on this team just through second round picks, through a comp pick. We saw them go prep prep last year and go high ceiling with Clemmy and take a big swing. I mean, I love Ralphie, but nothing is riskier than drafting a prep catcher. Like that's riskier than a prep prep pitcher. pitcher. Is it? So they, yes. Yeah. The data has worked out pretty good at least, but he was also moved to catcher. He was an infielder first. Yeah. I, you know, he was drafted as a catcher, but he played, third base in the yeah. and uh, you know bo naylor has been great but uh yeah. okay so you, connor griffith griffin is one of them i'm Who assuming a guy yeah he's on there he's obviously Reclassified, someone that people, young for the yeah, class big keep, tools but a lot of swing and miss yeah he is he's a favorite of a lot of people as far as a top high school player there's a lot of tools there for sure but he's definitely not max clark he's definitely not no um who was the other outfielder last year that the twins took walker jenkins yeah, he's not Walker Jenkins. Like, there's a very big – again, Connor Griffin is, is a tooled-up player. He's a very talented player. Yeah, I mean, and if you go Walker back to Jenkins the Max Clark. two years ago when there was that great prep class, like, none of these guys would be top five in that class, I don't think, necessarily. Too much uh, risk at number one for Connor Griffin. Yeah. Who else do you got in this – This for in this? Uh, uh, can game? I switch to some pitching? Uh, do we got yeah. Cam Nitty in the pitching? Yeah, he's there. A lot of hype on, on Cam Nitty. He has uh, – yeah. Cam – that is uh, Ken Cam Nitty's nephew. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people uh, really very talented player. Really like him, two way guy, but I, I think he's a pitcher all the way. You know, he's, and he's, he's on here as a pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, uh, is Caleb Bonemer the shortstop yes. or the third baseman? He's listed as a corner infielder. They don't have any mm-hmm. short. They have middle infielder and shortstop. Okay. And, sorry, I, I think he's got a chance. He's, he's a good athlete. He and he's got pop, and he's that guy where if he's sitting there at thirty six, cold weather, um, right handed, but not necessarily. But he's got a lot of good traits. That you know, just keep yeah. him in in the, I think 
you know, the back I of think your, he's got uh, some Team USA success too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. And that's that really helped elevate his profile over the summer. He he is one of the guys who had the best summer bumps. Uh is Noah Franco Noah Franco listed as an outfielder or a left-handed pitcher? He didn't make the first team. Okay. He made uh second team and he is listed as an infielder. Which uh, he's okay. That makes sense. I think he's a first baseman. Just a lot of places lift him as list him as an outfielder, but I think he's more first base. Yeah, he's the high school Jack Haglioni, basically at this yeah. point. And he's he's Same another reclassify. Um, yes. Connor Franco and Caminiti are all reclassified. So how about a favorite of your and my, you and mine, Joey Oki? Joey Oki's on there. I love Joey Oki. He's an Iowa commit. Um, already has good size, but already has a lot of projection to grow into. Crazy spin rates. Uh, I think he's already up to 96 off the mound. He's got a really funky sort of low release point. that gives him a good vertical approach angle, kind of like Logan Allen, which is a trait Cleveland really likes. He's a strike thrower. I like Joey Oki as a, as a, I don't think he's going to last to 48, but I think 36 is a good spot for him, but it depends on what Cleveland does in the first round. I don't think Iowa is as strong of a pull as, oh. as something as, you know, yeah. I mean, Clemmy last year, Clemmy was a Vandy commit and they bought him out yeah. of that. Iowa no, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'll also say Iowa's got three pitchers that are going to get drafted this year, so they're doing something right. They got three guys who will probably be gone before the end of the third round. That's better than like Vandy will have this year. Um, it's going to be better than just about anyone outside of Wake. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, if I'm going center infielders or center infielders, that's not a term. If I'm going middle infielders. Bryce Rainier and Owen Pano would be the other two guys I'd be thinking might make it. They both made second team. Pano. Uh, has a lot of Cleveland traits. Yeah. Renair, isn't Renair two, a two-way player? Yeah. Right-hand pitcher and a shortstop, isn't he? Yeah, he's listed as an infielder. But, yeah, the other guy that's on here that's interesting, just in the interest of time, um, is Levi Sterling, who I think is maybe – Yeah, he's going to be my next guest. Guest. Yeah, Man, I, I, I have a feeling – I have a feeling that uh, Sterling does not make it to 36. Uh, Derek Curiel, second team. Yeah, Derek Curiel is a second teamer. And then here's one just for me being nosy because it's like I can walk there. And I have, I actually nearly ended up working in this district. Is J.D. Dix the shortstop listed? Um, He is not. Okay, he's the top guy in, in Wisconsin this year. Played. Uh, yeah, not any of the three teams. They did played with the uh, council's kids. Okay, yeah. Bryce Rainier uh, made the third team as did, a pitcher, by the way. He made second team as an infield, third team as a pitcher. He's did, the only uh, one to do that, by the way. Did Senior Speed, I'm coining that name, uh, Dante <laughs> Nori make yes. it? Yes, okay. he's a first-teamer. Okay. For those Watch who don't Cleveland know, take he's, him. he's one of the Watch fast. Watch take him at 36. And, and you know, it would make, the one thing you, though, you say about him is he's already 19. Uh, though they did take yeah. some overage guys, but uh, I was just kind of curious because I, you know, I have a list in front of me. I was looking. I'm shocked that MLB gave him a 65 speed with what we've seen this offseason um, with just how, how quickly he runs. Um, I'm going to point out one more outfielder on this list. That not, okay. I mean, some people like him. I have friends that also like him that are draft next okay. to. And then I got um, one more guy to guess for a corner after that. Yeah. Slade Caldwell's on this list. And he, oh, I, I love Slade, Yeah. He's five foot nine. Did you know that? Yes. He is super yes. small. He is. That's the only, re- if, if Slade Caldwell was six foot two, he'd be the top prep player in this class i was hoping he would get to 36 i don't think he's gonna get there um yeah he, it's like fair. jet williams but even more athletic he's he's a dynamo he does everything it's the size and i should guess him probably my number more? two um t- number two prep hitter in this class after more wow 
Okay. Uh, Jeff, you have one more guess? Let's do that after. Uh, Aiden Harris, the third baseman who has got massive, massive. He has the best raw power of any prep hitter I've, I've seen so far. Uh, he ended up on the second list on the okay. uh, second team. I'm sorry. No, Aiden Harris is third team. Okay. Very shocking. Third team corner infield. All right. I think we've uh, talked a lot about the draft here. We got some other stuff we want to get to today. We can maybe talk more about draft, but a couple things we, we want to get to as well, talking about the uh, projections. Everybody loves projections. Nobody understands projections. Nobody likes them because people think that they are always wrong, but um it's just a way to see where gauge where teams are, are in the middle of uh gauge jump. What we're talking about him. No, okay. Because I want gauge jump. So we could talk about him. We'll talk about him later. And then uh, who's going into the guardians hall of fame later this summer. We'll talk about that as well. Well, that guardians hall of fame game might be a hot ticket. Uh, if you're looking for a hot ticket to any event, whether it's a sporting event, a concert, um, I don't know if you can get big game tickets with this, but uh, you can try because Game Time has exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals for everything comedy, theater, music, um, sports. I used Game Time to buy tickets to see the Cavs on the Kelsey Brothers bobblehead night because it was a hot ticket and my wife really wanted to go. She's uh, a big Kelsey fan. Before the Taylor Swift days, uh, I got to view the seat before I bought it, all the prices up front, so you know what you're getting into before you check out. The tickets are really easy to buy. Um, and with the game time guarantee, you will always get the best price. If you find a ticket to your event in the same section and row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Who does that? Nobody does that. But game time does that. So take the guesswork out of buying, download the game time app, create an account, use our code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but create that account and redeem our code locked on L O C K E D O N. For $20 off your first purchase, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, we're not going to spend a lot of times, a lot of time on projections here because I think people really just hate projections because they're always saying, ah, well, the projections hate my team and they're always wrong. But it's really just a range of outcomes. Like it's, it's thousands of simulations and it just takes the average, the most common most common outcome. So if you send the guardian season a thousand times based on, um, projected it's going to take the median outcome. So it's going to take, it's it's not going to take the most common. It's going to take all of them and and make a media, you know, media box graphs and find out what the medium range is and find out like, okay, we take all of this data. We put all of these seasons in a line. This is the, the one that is in the kind of, you know, not, not necessarily the middle, but is the medium, the middle point of all of the data excluding the outliers excluding the extreme outliers yes most so of it's not average dollars. median is different than average and you know that's one of those things <laughs> i wasn't a math major i so i when i recently and eventually we get to this i spent a lot of time doing some some data on the number one overall pick and i did average values and median values for every pick in the top 20 over the last 20 not over the last 20 years but about to about 2015 um in terms of draft picks because the recent ones there's just not enough but um yeah Pakoda, which is baseball prospectuses uh projection system which includes stats from the teams they've got cleveland 83 it's eight, technically 83.6 and 78 78.4 obviously you can't lose 78.4 games and you can't win 83 83.6 but it's pretty close to 84 wins which i think is is about an outcome you can expect it has the twins winning 88 games which you know that's uh, certainly could happen 
They have the Guardians playoff odds at 42%, which sound good. But really, when you look at the rest of the uh, the landscape, it's really high on the Yankees. It has the Yankees winning the second most games in baseball, in the AL, I should say, at 94.5 and Houston 94.6. Um, I think this goes without saying. Cleveland, if, if the Cleveland is going to make the playoffs in 2024, it is division or bust because you're not going to beat Baltimore. You're not going to beat Tampa Bay. You're not going to beat Texas or Houston. Um, they're all making the playoffs. I think only one team comes out of the AL Central. I think that's there can only be uh, one. <laughs> there can only be one mediocre team. That's not a hot take. The simulated win percentages are interesting because this then Pakota gives you the range of outcomes. So the outliers that they do exclude from these, but they do show what they were. The outliers for Cleveland were uh, below a 400 winning percentage, which is pretty brutal, but not as bad as the outliers in the rest of the division. And their high end was about 64, 640 winning percentage, which is pretty good. The Twins, though, their um, highest expected winning percentage or simulated winning percentage, I should say, is almost uh, is about 690, which seems unfathomable. But my God, the White Sox projections, their lowest um, is below 300 winning percentage and their highest is barely is 550. Um, and it just, you know, the, the Royals are in the same boat, the, the Ranger or the uh, Tigers are roughly in the same boat. There is an outcome where the Tigers have a 620 percentage. It's, it's pretty bad. So the, if you want fan graphs real quick, they are projecting Cleveland to go 80 and 82 roughly, um, you know, with some remainder there. Thing that I don't love is they have got Cleveland with a negative 11 run differential, which means they're going to give up on average four and a half runs a game and score. They're a little under five runs a game, and they're going to score under five runs a game. Um, yeah, it's barely negative 11. It's barely zero. I think they have enough pitching to, like, the, the runs allowed per game is technically 4.56. I think they have enough pitching to make that a lot lower number, but 4.5 runs a game offensively actually sounds really good for the Guardians offense feels like right now. Am I, am I wrong? Like, if you told me right now, if I told you right now the Guardians are going to average four and a half runs a game, would you be pretty happy with that? Yes, I would. I I think, you know, with their struggles last year, and I've talked, we've talked about this before, and I've touched on it, like a lot of second-year guys tend to regress, and with them putting a lot on second-year guys, and that they're, while you and I think um, Tanner Bybee is going to be fine, there's a lot of people who look at the data and think a regression is coming there. So I think some yep. of this is just the data on, you know, second year players, the data on their pitchers, the data is always going to be bad on Logan Allen. We, we also talked about why he overperforms his expectations. So I'm not surprised by this. I just think that, you know, this is what you kind of expect, but yeah, I will take four and a half runs um, any day of the week. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, the, it is the second worst offense in the division projection wise, the white Sox coming to 4.33. Uh, the Twins only at 4.65, but their runs allowed per game was 4.45. And they did get – the Twins' bullpen is improving. I mean, they got um, Justin Topa, who I don't know how good he'll be. They did just sign See if Jay they can repeat it, right? Yeah. Their bullpen has a chance to be really good. Their rotation's pretty meager. Um, it's just funny to see their, their pitching staff is projected to allow less runs per game on average. That kind of surprises me. The offense is, is where it is, but um, – the Royals are projected to score 4.6 runs a game, which is more than Cleveland. I find that hard to believe, even though they have some some good um, bats in that lineup. But yeah, I would take 4.5. 
and Cleveland's got a uh, 32, 33% chance of making the playoffs, according to fan graphs. I'd say that's about right. I think that 33% is, is about right. But again, that's only because they don't win the AL Central. They're not going. I don't see any other path as of right now, but we'll we'll discuss that a lot further as the season goes on. We'll talk about what's going to happen during the season. Who is going to the Guardians Hall of Fame? Other fun games that could be happening this summer. The Guardians did release their promo schedule. We'll touch a little bit on that. And we'll talk about all those good players that used to wear number six for the Guardians as we're six days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. And the ones that are not so good anymore, which, which has been a lot, unfortunately. All coming up. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, number, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks. I can, I can have some salted black licorice right here. Um, just to take a snack in the middle of the show. Uh, you know, I know everything right now with FanDuel is all about, and we'll get to the rest of it. I, I just want to point out they have posted their MLB totals, uh, 78 and a half over under for the Guardians. Uh, I'm going to again say bet the over, so watch them disappoint. But 78 feels... Ooh, that'd be rough. You know, I, I do like player specials in here uh, for home run, you know, regular season home run leaders. Not a one guardian. Jack Sawinski from the Pirates is is higher than Jose Ramirez. Uh, you could have just a fun category of guys they think have will hit more home runs than Jose Ramirez this year. Ryan Munt, Cowsell, uh I could pull others. It's interesting. Go go check it out for yourself. You can look at win totals. You can look at awards. You can look at all that stuff over at FanDuel. I do have my my issues with them, though. No Jose on the list. The last guy listed, Nolan Jones. That's, that's an arrow to the heart Ouch. for Guardians fans. Uh, FanDuel has many ways for you to get a W this season. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for who will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up that's fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel an official sports partner of the nfl even though (laughs) even though cleveland doesn't want to generate any buzz themselves about their season ahead other than sending out emails and you know not uh not making players available for interviews and yeah we'll just we'll just leave it at that um even though they're not they're you know there's some issues there we're still going to talk about the promotion schedule because there are some fun things that uh were on there i mean i know you'd be interested in this because we're both star wars nerds may 4th obviously may the 4th mm-hmm. be with you stephen kwan star wars bobblehead at night i am I'm all for that. I, I wonder if did that start with that um, Elise Alice girl who did the first meme with that. I wonder if they'll maybe. I know the I Nationals know. did a Juan Soto one. They did it. I know a it's like it started like in one spot. So hopefully they give a shout out to you know. They, I'm just saying you know it may not be the biggest social media account, but it'd just be nice if they like you know showed some attention on people who support their team. That's all. I wouldn't know anything about that. I would not. I would not know anything about that. There's a bobblehead for Jose Ramirez, May 19th, Josh Naylor. This is interesting. Josh Naylor bobblehead night on June 22nd, Jeff. They have a musical guest that night. Could you, if I give you 100 attempts to guess this, I don't think you would ever guess who the musical guest is. It's a DJ. 
but he's not really a DJ. He's a former athlete who's becoming the musical guest. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I'm just not hoping even. if I say it enough, I can choose the SEO. SEO. You. I'm it is going for SEO Taylor here. Oh, okay. uh, who who Let's else go. is big for uh, what? Uh, Tate McRae was at the All Star Game, so is is, is that for the NHL? No, it's a I'm former, just keep... former athlete, former actual athlete, professional. Uh, they they they're athletes. Um, I, I no, I don't I, know. Tate is not an athlete. Neither is Taylor Swift. I mean, you dance around to do things. That takes athleticism to some degree. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no no. <laughs> well, it's not. Idea. It's not Ben Broussard. It's not Omar Vizquel. Who both played instruments? It is Shaquille O'Neal, DJ Diesel, aka Shaquille O'Neal, is doing I, the post-game I press conference. Pre- being press excited concert. to listen to his rap songs on the radio when I was a small child. Um, by that I mean like eleven or twelve when he was a rookie, and he would do his like Shaqzilla songs, and I was like, I remember like trying to find them on the radio, like taking a little dial and turning it in the early nineties. Because I would watch, you know, NBA inside NBA on Saturday mornings in between my cartoons, and then get excited about Shaq. Shaq was, Shaq is one of the larger than life figures of my youth, so that's uh, that's fun. Well, you can show up June twenty second and wear your Cleveland Cavaliers Shaquille O'Neal jersey and get yourself a Josh Naylor bobblehead, and and Shaquille O'Neal will do the post game concert. Um, all kinds of of good stuff going on. The one I'm most interested in though is on August third, which is the next. Cleveland Hall of Fame inductee, not Baseball Hall of Fame, not Guardians, not Indians, whatever it is. It's going to be Cleveland Hall of Fame. So they are inducting a new member of the uh, Hall of Fame to go into the, um, what is that in center field? I should know what it's called. The like, Hall of Fame Park or whatever this was. Yeah, game. whatever. Yeah. So they're putting a new player in there. And I, I'm, I, I tried to look at the schedule to see if that was a giveaway, like who they're playing. Cause my hope here was they were playing the White Sox and Grady Sizemore would be in town and they would induct Grady Sizemore, but they are not playing the White Sox on August 3rd. They are playing the Orioles. So I don't know who on the Orioles they would induct that would be a former Cleveland player. So my only guess here, it's not a fun one. It's CeCe Sabathia. I know Ronnie we were, Belliard. We were, Ronnie Belliard. I'm down for Ronnie Belliard. Could we get uh, Scott Sauerbeck in there? Scott Sauerbeck, most famous in Cleveland for, I think, uh, Public urination? Would that be right? Was that was that was that him? I, I don't remember. <laughs> um, uh, Jeremy Guthrie was on that 2005 team. We can get Jeremy Guthrie in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Uh, is this why I bring up Roberto Alomar, and then we all remember? We that will he not played, go to yeah. there. No, no, we will no, not go yeah, there. That he's him and Omar are maybe the the dirtiest double play Cabo in recent sports history. Um, that could mean a lot of things. Yeah, I I'll, I got CC. I mean, if it's not great, I think CC is the next in line because CC is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Is is Hafner um, in, in January? Hafner feels like someone. Uh, with I don't the, think with the guys, in, No, with the with the guys, the kind of the level of induction 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 they've been going with. I feel like Hafner is one of those guys who could potentially get in as well. Yeah, I think Hafner. I mean, I think it's CC just because he'll be on the Hall of Fame ballot come January twenty twenty five. He probably I don't know if he'll be a first first ball Hall of Famer. I think he will be. He won three hundred games. I don't see why he shouldn't be. He definitely isn't going into Cooperstown as a with with you know a Cleveland hat, but I think he makes the most sense. Or or you had a dark horse. You had you pointed out one before the show. Who do you think it could be already? Oh, it could be Tito. Like if if I he's done done. You know he he's the was kind I of the first one that. that came to mind. 
I could see that. So if you're watching on YouTube, we do have the list of promotions on there because we're we're not com- we're not paid by the Guardians to do this, but we are trying to be good uh, sports, good podcast hosts, and good share to share info and help build we, momentum. We, and we team. enjoy Funny the Guardians. We we want people to enjoy them. We want to support them. We want them to do well. And you know, at the core, we do support this front office. We always they're good. You know, you know, it, it, we've always been very pro front office and everything else. So, if they won't build momentum for their season, I guess we will, mm-hmm. with or without the help of. It's still weird abuse. to me, just on a very basic level, that they're like still the only team that doesn't hype their guys with those videos when they get the call up. Like on a very like, there's a lot of little they they leave so much on the margins and like every way, and that's that's the one frustration I have. Um, right now. Brian Rogler, six days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Brian Rocchio is currently the title holder of number six on the Guardians. Um, it has been a long time since the Guardians had a good number six. I will point out that Jim Tomey made his debut wearing number six. You know, I, I'm a Tominator. Tomey is my homie. Vip Roberts, I think, is most famous for um, getting hit by a batting practice ball in game six of the 97 ALCS where he couldn't start at second base, so... Tony Fernandez had to put be put in the lineup, and lo and behold, he hits the game-winning homer. Holbert Cabrera, who has one of the most famous walk-off hits in Cleveland history, the comeback game in 2001 against the Mariners. It's a mixed bag after that, Jeff. It's pretty bad. It's yeah. I mean, I do... <laughs> Alex Escobar, Lou Marson, Nigel Morgan, Tony Plush. Mm-hmm. I, I was excited for Tony Plush. Yeah, I mean, you go through there. There are some fun ones like Ken Keltner, who we mentioned recently had that mini Minoso when he was. They traded him away. They got him back, traded him away, and he had it. Larry Doby had it for a year. Uh, Bob was Lemon was six, number six. Yeah, Bob year, Lemon like. had it. Uh, Eddie Robinson had it. Rocky, uh, Rocky Calavito. And then when they traded him, Harvey Kuhn <laughs> Harvey had Keith. the number. What a slap in the face that was. Jeez. Uh, and then, so at one you know, time, for, good players did have this number. Joe, so Joe Azekue was here for a long time, was a solid guy. And then Andy Allen's in the banjo playing catcher. If you're my age, you definitely remember the 1980s Sports Illustrated. Rest in peace, Sports Illustrated story um with pictures of Ev Allenson playing the banjo. Uh, well it's no pressure, Brian Rocchio, but it is your task this year to bring glory back to the number six jersey in Cleveland history. No no pressure there, guy. Um we don't have interviews coming up for the Guardians. That's another story. What we do have coming up tomorrow's episode though is Cole Mathis, who we mentioned earlier this week from the College of Charleston. His dad played in the Indians minor leagues for a couple years. And uh, he's had some Cape, Cape Cod League success last year. He, We talked about him as one of the uh, preseason All-Americans in college. And he has some Guardians-like traits that uh, could make him a target in the second or third round for Cleveland. We'll see about after that. But he's going to be on the show tomorrow, so we're excited to talk about him. And I think we'll talk about the uh, – we'll do the prospect tools draft next week. And then next week we also have Baseball America's Carlos Calazzo. If I could spell his name right on here, that would be nice. Um, sorry, Carlos. Uh, he'll be on with us next week. We'll have our second annual Pro- Guardians prospect draft after that. And then later in February, we will have an interview with Andre Knott from Spring Training. Well, thank you all for joining us, rating, reviewing, downloading. It helps. Make sure you're an everyday or um, like David Lane, who's always saying kind of things in the comments. Or, or I, I, John, I think it's John Fagan in there. I'm so always bad. Always Hey, thanks for all the Always birthday shout-outs, guys. Appreciate yes, it. Yes. Uh, thank you all for being kind to Justin. 
he is turning a big 13 years old today so we can all um, the youngest uh guest i ever co-host on the locked on locked on network yeah (laughs) all right love it uh but we gotta go because he's gotta go to bed uh remember to rate and review download daily it helps uh do your part we love each and every one you always watch ever or every dares and go go guardians merry kurtzmas